I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call into the program tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. You know, I always receive email from listeners at groundzeropdx at yahoo.com. And it's always nice to get the good emails. Sometimes I get bad ones, of course. Everybody does. I mean, when you're in the business like I'm in, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. But I received an email last night from a listener who said to me that uh, he really appreciates my show, especially when it inspires him to read the Bible about the end times. You know, I've always said, uh, you know, whenever a Christian, I meet Christian listeners, and they say to me, you know, you got me reading the Bible again, Clyde. And I'm going, that's the point. <laughs> you know, it's like I was, I'm hoping that's the case because, you know, with the veneer of being as secular as you can on the airwaves, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't lean too far religious. I don't lean, you know, too far in the other direction. But when when it when it calls me, when when my religious background calls me, I I, I turn into uh, Mr. Religion, especially when you're talking about things that you know fulfill Bible prophecy. And this is what was appreciated. He, you know, he told me he said, I, I really appreciate that you were talking about artificial intelligence as the great beast from the book of Revelation. And I said in my reply to him, I said, Well, it's only one interpretation. I'm not sure if this is truly the beast, but it certainly is beginning to look like the beast is, quite frankly, AI. And, um, I mean, if you look out the metaphoric or the proverbial window, you'd be hard-pressed not to contemplate the ramifications of what is happening now and how it applies to end times revelation. I mean, I woke up this morning, and by some synchronistic happenstance, my news feed filled with all kinds of apocalyptic news stories. I was really astonished at how these stories reminded me that, you know, we live on a very unpredictable and violent planet. Three powerful earthquakes. You know, and it's, it's you know, when I first read it, it was two powerful earthquakes. Then it was three powerful earthquakes struck off the coast of New Zealand within hours of each other today triggering two early morning tsunami warnings. 7.3 magnitude quake recorded at 2.27 a.m. east of the North Island uh, before another 7.4 magnitude tremor was recorded near the Kermadec Islands four hours later. And then, of course, an 8.1 that that was also uh, recorded. Uh, Residents who were living along the 100-mile stretch of the coast of New Zealand we're told to flee inland or seek high ground after the first quake with, a lo- uh, with local disaster f- officials then saying there would be waves of more than three feet or more, a uh, continuous threat of unpredictable surges. Liam has a friend that he plays games with who lives in New Zealand. You know, it's really odd that kids today, they have these social networks with the gaming they do. And he said the guy that he knew from New Zealand, he said he couldn't, they're, they're just telling him to leave, get out of there, just, you know, flee, flee the area. The second earthquake struck further away from the mainland, and of course, there were warnings that went out for Hawaii, warnings that went out with Chile, but the first quake was also, you know, much more dramatic on the North Island because there were a lot of, I mean, earthquakes are kind of odd. You have an earthquake that, you know, can just like, boom, and it just shakes you there for a little bit, and then, 
you know, they determine you know what the what the force is. But this one was one of those quakes where, you know, very long swaying type of thing. It feels like you know you're on a wave, and the houses start cracking and creaking, and then and then a tremor starts shaking, and uh, you know, it, and something that lasts for a minute seems like it's going on for five. And I really didn't hear of any casualties. I haven't really checked the news, but of course, news here in the United States is scarce because we're too busy caught up on our stupid political claptrap nonsense. Um, But 60,000 people, 60,000 people reported feeling this earthquake. It it was uh, actually monitored uh, on Geonet with a few hundred describing the shaking as very severe and 75 calling it extreme shaking. So monitoring that situation, monitoring the the tsunami warnings in Chile, monitoring tsunami warnings in Hawaii, as best as I could, uh, left me looking for other things that I knew about that I had filed like three or four days before. In Utah, there was a report that two earthquakes were reported in Fillmore, Utah, Fillmore, 2018 and 2019. Uh, They're now saying would indicate or does indicate that there is a volcanic complex that is forming right now in the Black Rock Desert of Utah. According to a new study, two recent earthquakes near Fillmore in 2018 and another one in 2019, measuring 4.0 and 4.1 on the Richter scale, while not indicative of tectonic activity, were actually echoes of the ancient Black Rock volcanic field in the Sevier County Desert or the Sevier Desert. The, the, the two earthquake sequences were recorded by seismometers within the Utah Regional Seismic Network as well as by instruments forming part of an experimental project called FORGE or Utah FORGE. And after analysis of waveforms was carried out, it became evident that these quakes were not the result of tecto- uh, tectonic activity, but they were stemming from fault movements that typically result in more seismic energy, shallow signals had been emanating from the depths about 1.5 miles below the Earth's surface. And meanwhile, some 30 miles away, where I live, Mount Hood, which is an active caldera, seems to be getting a little seismic attention as well. A 45-minute earthquake swarm was reported this week near Mount Hood. And what's, what's really odd about this is that, okay, so I live 30 miles away from Mount Hood. Uh, in fact, it, it, I live right on the road. I mean, it's called Highway 26, and you drive it out towards Mount Hood, and you just keep going. So it's like we have a we have a road that goes right to Mount Hood, and I live on that road, uh, about 30 miles outside of where I live. About uh, you know maybe another 40 miles, or another like we add a few others, like maybe 40. Yeah, it's 40 miles from Portland directly. About 30 miles from where I'm at, I'm at the west. Oh, no, sorry, the east end of Portland on the way to Mount Hood. And it was like, I think two nights ago or or a couple nights ago, I was sitting up late. And I'm always, you know, I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to sounds because like I've always talked about, we have this homeless camp that's near my place. And we're always hearing fights going on. We're hearing gunshots going off somewhere down the road or whatever. It's been really active out where I live. It's just crazy what's been happening. And... I'm always sensitive to sound. Well, past couple of nights I've been hearing like these, you know, these rumbles or these 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 thunderous rumbles or these booms. Um, you know, just like the ones you see in a lot of these websites that say, "Oh, the heavens are booming" or 
the sky is quaking or uh, you heard the, the angels singing or some moaning in the sky. Well, that's what I was hearing. I was hearing these rumbles. So I stepped outside to see if there was, you know, clouds in the sky, if there was thunder or lightning or whatever. And we, we rarely have thunderstorms here in uh, Portland. I mean, we do have them. They're not out of the question. I mean, I have seen lightning and heard thunder before, but most of the time, you know, we have constant rain here and, and, and you don't hear much thunder or see much lightning with these storms that pull through. But so, I, I mean, I was hearing these things and, and not feeling any shaking, just hearing the rumbling and wondering what's going on. And I was just curious, you know, who do you ask? I mean, you just go down the street and say, ha, 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 you hear the thunders and rumblings at night? No. But I heard these things. I kept them to myself, the rumbles in my neighborhood. But seismologists then start saying that there was, there's been these earthquake swarms that have been happening uh, just, I guess, right there down from the Timberline Lodge. It's where they filmed uh, The Shining, by the way. Um, just down from the Timberline. And seismologists are saying, don't worry about it. You know, it, it, everything's okay. There's no chance that, um, you know, Mount Hood is going to blow. But then again, there were like signs that Mount St. Helens, they were having these little mini swarms of earthquakes. And then they were saying, oh, yeah, it looks like Mount St. Helens is going to blow. And when it did, I mean, we had a lot of chaos. We had ash and we had everything blowing into the sky. But the data, I was looking over the data for Mount Hood, and it says the quakes are about three to four miles beneath the summit there at Mount Hood. And there were, there were quakes that were happening about a week or two ago. But there were more of them. You know, there were just all these little like 1.2, 2.0, you know, not anything you'd you'd feel. I mean, it, it wouldn't be that, you know, that apparent. But I'm very sensitive to things like that. So there were quakes that were happening about a week or two ago. And again, seismologists just say, well, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. But you look at other news stories in Iceland right now, they're having the same problem, except they're having like 4.0s, 5.0 earthquakes near Mount Kilir, which is, uh, they, they even have a live cam set up so you can watch it. And this thing is going to blow, this this uh, volcano, thousands of tremors, five on the Richter scale and above, have been recorded on the peninsula and, it, and it's been going on all week. So any lava flows near Mount Kilir are unlikely to reach populated areas because it's out in the middle of nowhere. But experts have said, it could interrupt air traffic and smoke and ash will most definitely have an effect on our climate. Indonesia, Mount Sinabung, interrupted uh, Tuesday, actually. And uh, that sent volcanic materials as high as about 16,400 feet into the sky. And so the villages nearby are getting rained on by the Sinabung ash. Uh, and, and look, Cinnamon has been, you know, that's been a dead volcano or it's been dormant now for about, what, 400 years. It erupted in 2010 and it killed two people. There was another eruption in 2014. 17 people were killed. Seven died in 2016 when it erupted. Now we're seeing another eruption going on. So, I mean, that's one of two that are right now erupting in Indonesia. So, I mean, 30,000 people have been asked to evacuate that area. So the Earth is very active right now, and uh, it gets a little creepy, especially when you live in an area, uh, the Cascadia uh, subduction zone and the Ring of Fire and all of that. You start wondering if you're going to be having an earthquake anytime soon where you are. But it doesn't matter, you know, because even in Utah now, they're saying there's a volcanic construct that's going on in the, in the Black Rock Desert, so you never know. 
503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.